Hey everyone, welcome back to our Prove It podcast. We're glad that you're taking time to join us and we are jumping back into the book of Mark today. Uh, I've got Trey with us today and uh, we're in chapter 10, which this is kind of a, a, a big deal. We've, we've been dealing with, well, the rest of these chapters are all dealing with the last week of Christ. So right. in essence, Mark has 10 chapters on anything outside of that last week. So right. we're finishing up a good chunk here. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, but yeah, we're, we're going through Mark. We've so far, I mean, Mark is, his point is to prove who Jesus truly is, that he is right. the Messiah. And, and if you go through, like we've gone through, you can see he does it in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, he helps connect his identity to what was foretold about him. He shows that his way is different from the religious leaders of the day. Right. He, you know, teaches in parables. He shows who Jesus is through different miracles. Um, and we begin to see all these different people have different responses to who Jesus <laughs> yeah. is. And, and so, um, and then finally, chapter eight, we had a big day where Peter finally says, you are the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And now I think we've shifted into what does that truly mm-hmm. mean? And, yep. and I think chapter 10 is, is going to speak very clearly right. to what that means in, in a number of ways. So excited to do that. So maybe just kind of share with us, what are we going to see in chapter 10 today? Yeah, I think you, you said that perfectly. I think as chapter 10, it kind of does show us, okay, what does it mean to be the savior of the world? Who are you actually going to be to the world. Um, the One of the very first things that we see in chapter 10 is this question of divorce. And there's a big conversation and this is, is a cultural discussion that's is very prevalent in that time period. And yeah. it's prevalent today yep. too as well. Yep. So um, then we see the, the story of the rich young ruler um, and there's a lot that comes into that. And we see the disciples kind of questioning, hey, Jesus, what do you mean by this? And then third, uh, we get the third prediction of Jesus's death, but we see some new things kind of in the third prediction. And then finally, an, another blind man is healed. Uh, and it's a symbolic uh, healing, uh, if, if you l- really look at the text. So it's a really exciting piece of scripture it in is. Mark chapter 10. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, we, we've talked about after chapter eight, we had this Galilean ministry. Now that we're heading to Jerusalem, things are getting more complicated. Right. And tensions are rising. And almost with the content itself, I mean, you have these big topics like divorce and, and like wealth. And, and those, are, those are difficult topics to know how to navigate as a Christ follower. Right. And so you almost just feel, mm-hmm. you know, what it means to really follow Jesus. It's difficult. It's difficult in how we live our lives with some of these issues. And then it's also difficult in how we model our life after Jesus, who is telling us that he's giving, right. giving his life up and, right. and what he's going to go through, um, not long after this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, no, there's a lot, a lot going on here. Um, so we do kind of like to mention some historical things mm-hmm. that might help as we read. Right. And one of the very first topics we have is divorce. Yeah. And so I think it's important for us to know how divorce was different mm-hmm. then than mm-hmm. it is today. Right. But you said it perfectly. It's, it is still a, a big topic mm-hmm. that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in Jesus day and in, in the old Testament, they didn't, divorce like we do today in a court of law right it was more of an individual decision and so if a man wanted to get a divorce he would simply write a certificate and give it to his wife Mm -hmm. and so there are some big differences there so it's it's more of an individual choice so hopefully you can kind of see how that could get taken advantage of yes um and it was it was all about the husband right they were the ones that got to choose Mm -hmm. if they could get a divorce so if you're a wife you could one day walk home without any knowledge right. and all of a sudden you're, you receive the mm-hmm. certificate. Right. And then also a husband could divorce for 
any reason. reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a bit of a tricky thing, but that's just a difference from maybe how things are right. are today. Yep. Um, and so, and and as we get into the text, we're going to see there are there are some passages in the Old Testament that come into play right. that we'll we'll kind of read through. But the other thing is in Jesus' day. People were on two sides on the discussion on why you could get a divorce or, right. or the reasons for right. it. So you had a more conservative Jews who followed a certain train of thinking that said, no, the only reason that you can get divorced is because of marital unfaithfulness, and mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. Then you had another side that's kind of more liberal that was uh, very much a for any reason whatsoever. Right. Mm -hmm. Both of those were looking to an Old Testament passage and mm -hmm. trying to interpret it the best way. And right. so now they're, they're bringing it to Jesus. And so we'll see more as we, as yep. we get there. So, and then another thing we see, we uh, get into this uh, discussion with a couple of Jesus disciples. So maybe right. remind us, we see James and John, mm -hmm. remind us of who these guys are. Yeah, so James and John, uh, these are the sons of Zebedee. Uh, you see that over and over again in the New Testament that it just keeps saying, calling them the sons of Zebedee. Uh, these are two of, of the three of the inner three of Jesus. And these are two of Jesus's closest friends. Uh, later on, we'll see that these, these two guys are also probably related to to Jesus, maybe be cousins of Jesus. Um, a little mm -hmm. bit of more knowledge of who John was, right? If you, uh, in, in the book of John, you'll see over and over again that he calls himself the one whom Jesus loved. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you also see that, that James, this is not J this is not Jesus's brother, half brother, but this is the, the brother of John. And James is actually considered to be the first martyr, mm -hmm. uh, the first martyred apostle yeah. uh, of Jesus's 12 disciples. And then obviously John, he is not martyred uh, and he's the last uh, apostle to die. And he's actually exiled to Patmos and he ends up writing uh, the book of Revelation there as well. Yeah. So they're kind of the bookends of the yep. apostles life Which is there. so Which is interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Well, we'll go ahead and, and get ready. I, I'm going to show you our map real quick because we've been around Galilee and I know it's kind of hard to see, but We've been around Galilee, but now we are headed further south. Right. And we, we see that if you kind of pay attention to where we've been, we're going into the region of Judea, where Jerusalem is, and uh, just making our way to this last, this last week. Um, all right, let's go ahead and kick things off. And I will read for us, if you want to handle that. Yeah. Um, this is verses 1 through 12. It says, Jesus then left that place and went into the region of Judea and across the Jordan. Again, crowds of people came to him, and as was, his, as was his custom, he taught them. Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? He replied. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. It is because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Uh, when they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is one of those passages that I think most people just try to avoid sometimes. Yeah, steer clear. It's, it's, yep. it's difficult. And, it's, yeah. and I think it is difficult because it's a very personal issue as well. I mean, divorce has always been a part of mm -hmm. human culture. Right. And, um, 
and Jesus has some strong, strong language there. So yeah. any kind of initial thoughts that you may have as we I would kind of those those first few verses are so interesting that, that Moses wrote that law to you because your hearts were hard mm-hmm. uh, is so intriguing to understand that that Moses knew the hearts of the people and sadly the hearts of the people weren't right and yeah. and how that kind of goes through that so. yeah and that that throws me too let me go i'm gonna read okay so this is deuteronomy 24 this okay. is this is really the, the what text, this the, is yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. this is what he's referring to so moses is this on the screen uh it's not on the screen okay. i just, I'll have to read okay. it this is 24 verse 1 of deuteronomy is where right. we find this and moses says he says if a man marries a woman who becomes displeasing to him because he finds something indecent about her and writes her a certificate of divorce, gives it to her, and sends her from his house. And then it goes on to say, basically, if, if a man gives her a certificate of divorce, and if she marries again, and then if that man gives her a certificate of divorce, the first man cannot take her back. Right. Which sounds like, it almost sounds like you're going against remarriage. Right. But I, I want people to think about the, what, what is trying to be protected here. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that women were seen more like, property right. in mm-hmm. a sense. Mm-hmm. And, and it was to guard against a guy just basically saying, you know what, I'm divorcing you mm-hmm. and then I'm going to take you back mm-hmm. and I'm going to divorce you. Like mm-hmm. to not toy with somebody. Right. That's, exactly. That really is why, well, and, th- what this law is to protect. Right. And, and what's so interesting is what we often forget is marriage had a large financial, um, kind of thing to it. Uh, And so if a woman were to be divorced for any reason whatsoever, that could negatively drastically affect her livelihood and like what that would look like um, financially. So I think Jesus, yeah, Jesus is for the first time, I feel like kind of defending uh, the woman in this situation that, Hey, no, we need to be careful with how we treat one another. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the debate is that there's that phrase there. If, if a man finds anything indecent, that's, right. that was what the yeah. debate was. What, like, is, what is Moses mean indecent? by this? And yeah. that's why they mm-hmm. were, but I love cause Jesus doesn't go back to this verse and, tr- and explain it. I think he, you know, might side more with one side than the other. Right, However, right. He, he I think both are clear. off base yeah. mm-hmm. and he wants to get them back to the reality, yep. which is, is fascinating. You know, when you think about Moses and the laws that he wrote, you think about you know, Leviticus and Deuteronomy, where you have these lists of laws. Right. But Moses also wrote Genesis. He's right. the one that's, and so he yeah. goes back to the very beginning mm-hmm. and says, if you really want to listen to what Moses says, this is the very beginning yeah. of what right. he says. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to, in the very beginning, God created uh, Adam and Eve, man and right. woman. And, and for this reason, you know, a man leaves his father and mother, is united with his wife, and the two become one flesh. This right. was the original like, design. Yeah, that was and, the design. And so, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and I, the other thing that I thought was interesting about the passage in verse three and four, Jesus asked them a question back. What did Moses command you? Mm-hmm. And then they say, Moses permitted this. Right. And so I think that's where you see mm-hmm. the rub and what Jesus the, the, is trying the disconnect, to. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. because because they are they're still thinking in terms of what are we allowed to mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. And it's not about. Right. Who has find, God called me right. to, to be? Right. And it's fine, trying to find loopholes yes, here and yes. there. And yeah. realistically, I mean, these, these Jews, they, they wouldn't know the book of Genesis well. Mm-hmm. And so for you to take Deuteronomy, but not take, right, I mean, Genesis for what it is, is, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's a disconnect. What God intended in the garden uh, was, was separated because mm-hmm. of sin. And yeah. that's what we 
are trying to get back to that design, right? Yes. So yeah. that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I also think it's interesting to kind of point back to that this question, whether the Jews knew this or not, whether the religious leaders knew this or not, this is the same kind of similar question that gets John the Baptist killed. Um, yes, and we're in the same place. If right, you notice the geography, right. and I think Mark might be intentional, yeah. we're in the exact same place. Well, it, or it seems to be a similar yeah, describing be, right. of mm-hmm. where, where John was baptizing. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we haven't been here in Mark since Jesus was baptized. Right. And yeah, there, I do it's think so there's a intriguing that 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 uh-huh. is kind of taking place. And whether that was the the religious leaders trying to, we need a reason. Yeah, and this, we need to trap him. Right. And this works so. for John the Baptist. Maybe we mm-hmm. can do it for Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it, this was a hot topic, mm-hmm. like you said. And there are people on both sides. It, it would be the very same thing as you know, an election year, right. someone going to you and saying, "Who are you voting for?" Right. And it's right. just whoever you say, you're gonna mm-hmm. probably get flack for alienate one, one yeah. side mm-hmm. or another. And mm-hmm. so, but Jesus always, you know, always makes people think, mm-hmm. and he goes to a, a bigger, you know, the bigger picture and helps them see. But you raised a good point earlier. That I like, I, it's so crazy to think that there is a law in Deuteronomy right. that does not mirror what God's desire is for people. Right. And I, I struggle with that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and we had a little conversation before this. And I think it is good to note that, you know, we have all of scripture to look to, mm-hmm. but there are lots of circumstances that people fall into that are very, that we don't have specific laws mm-hmm. speaking to them mm-hmm. or what is right and what is wrong. Right. And mm-hmm. we really have to dive in and use wisdom mm-hmm. because that, and, and, and I think Jesus was good to say, this is because you were hard hearted mm-hmm. and it was to protect a group of people that mm-hmm. were easily right. taken advantage of. And right. I think you just, anytime that you lead somebody mm-hmm. or, or make a rule of any mm-hmm. kind, whether you're a parent or mm-hmm. uh, a teacher or a minister, mm-hmm. you just have to really consider the heart of God and everything. Right. And, yeah. um, and that's what Jesus is doing. Yeah. Here, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's really good. Anyway, yeah. 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 So no, it's a, it's definitely complicated. And, um, but I, I think it's important to see too, uh, Jesus is not against like remarriage, right. but it is, um, you know, to see how this was being taken mm-hmm. advantage mm-hmm. of in, in the old Testament. Right. So. Once again, Jesus talking about check your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing that we mm-hmm. see uh, mm-hmm. throughout a lot of, of what we see in Mark. So, okay. Um, this next portion is verses 13 to 16. We'll just kind of summarize it. So we saw in chapter nine, Jesus used a child kind of an example right. as an example of a faith that we need to have faith like the child. We see it again here. People are uh, bringing kids to Jesus. The disciples get onto these families and, and say, no, you know, get them out of the way. But Jesus takes them and uses them as an example again to say, you know, um, Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like this will never enter it. And so, right. again, we see another example mm-hmm. of the type of faith we should have, one that is like a child that fully relies on God, just mm-hmm. like a child fully relies mm-hmm. on their parents for everything and doesn't even think twice about it. Right. I mean, you know, that's how we need to be toward. Well, toward and even God. even going a little bit further, how a child would be perceived in this culture would have been like a servant. Mm-hmm. Um, a child would have been kind of the lowest of the low uh, in this culture. And so if that's true, well, we're, we're to be servants uh, to our fellow neighbors. So if, yeah. it, and that might be a stretch, but I, I feel like that childlike faith, a part of that is service. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that humility mm-hmm. helps lead you to do those things. Exactly. For sure. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll keep going. Uh, we got uh, verses 17 to 31. I can I can read these. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. 
you know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all of these I've kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up, we've left everything to follow you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who were first will be last and the last first. Hmm. All right. So this is a really good yeah. story. Yes. So kind of just uh, initial thoughts. Let's first talk about, we have this kind this, of two encounters. Story, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We have this, this guy. Mm-hmm. So kind of a rich young guy, he comes up to Jesus. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. he's doing, he's doing all the right things. Mm-hmm. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's the very first time that we are getting the mindset of following rules doesn't change your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because you're doing all the right things doesn't mean that you're really changing. Uh-huh. Um, and this guy, he's been doing all the right things and he's felt that, Hey, I've done all of the right things since I was a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I actually need to do? And yeah. then Jesus tells him and he's sad. And I think there's a lot of kind of taught negative connotations that can be taken from this text. I think, yeah, it, it, it it, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? I feel like sometimes can be taken negatively. Yeah. Um, but for me, my, my first initial thought is there are obstacles. They're going to get in the way of you following Jesus through faith. Yeah. What, whatever that obstacle is, you better get out, get it out of the way if you want to be a follower of Jesus. Right. So. Even beyond the commandments, mm-hmm. you know, and that, mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing that Jesus is pointing out that a relationship with him goes beyond just following the rules. Like you said, I, I love how Jesus. So, you know, whenever we talk about this idea of evangelism, right. You know, sometimes there's passages in scriptures where you see good examples of someone <laughs> sharing the gospel, but right. I think this would be a good one mm-hmm. for people to study because I think Jesus's approach to this man is so good because we often, when we think about telling someone about Jesus, we think, well, you've got to make sure they know all this information, Mm -hmm. but Jesus is making this guy think, Mm -hmm. and he does it right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, he, uh, that whole exchange about being good, um, you know, he calls him good teacher. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus stops there Mm -hmm. and says, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, why why is it, why am I good? Yeah. Why do you call me good? Because only God is good. Mm-hmm. So he's trying so, to so get him you, to are, are admit. Are you telling me that I'm God? Right. Like, uh-huh. that I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's not only that he's giving him the right information, mm-hmm. but it is helping mm-hmm. so much about helping his heart get in the right place. Mm-hmm. And I think how, how great it would be if we could be the type of people that can have these kinds of conversations yeah. to ask questions, mm-hmm. to get people to think, mm-hmm. because this is what he does. I mean, this is a confident 
guy that comes right, in and right. Jesus is like he has it all. Yes. And he starts in a place On paper, that he looks amazing. Yeah. And he starts in the place of, well, let's bring up the law. Have right. you followed? Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, this guy is like, oh, yeah, I yeah. have, you know, I, and I think it says there, you know, Jesus looked at him and loved him. Right. And I, and always, I, I love that, though. Uh -huh. Like, and whether that's hilarious, like whether that's funny, I don't know like, it's like, like okay, oh, okay, I know that. Yeah. Right. But like for me, when I look at those words, looking at him, Jesus loved him and said to him. So Jesus has this compassion on this guy who's asking the right question. Yeah. Uh -huh. How do I spend eternity with you? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the right question. Yeah. And Jesus loves him enough to give him a real answer and gives loves him enough to tell him what you're actually lacking yep. because yeah. not everyone who has a lot of money is lacking that truth that mm -hmm. needs to go oh you need to go sell this and you need to go give to the poor this amount of money whatever but in this moment jesus is recognizing i love you enough to tell you that your obstacle is your wealth yep and whether you see that or not it is yep. so yep. yeah no and it's good and i think it puts him in the right position right is mm -hmm. you know even though it, it it the story ends in kind of a sad way yeah. we don't know what happens to him He's now in the right place. Mm -hmm. He came in confident. He left humbled, you right. know, and I think that's what it takes to right. enter God's kingdom. You know, that's Jesus good. uses the law and he says he passes with flying colors, but then he points out the idol that he has. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, I, and I don't think it's so much that, I think what you said before, people can look at a passage this way and maybe interpret Oh, wealth is a bad thing. Right, and yeah. we, we talked about this, I think, when we went through yeah, James, uh -huh. um, because we some, see some of that there. But that's not the case. But I do think Jesus is pointing out, this is one of those obstacles mm -hmm. that people rely on. Mm -hmm. You know, money is a way to bring you security. It's a way to right. measure yourself with others. Mm -hmm. If you have a lot of money, it's like, well, I'm doing pretty good. Right. You know, but that kind of thinking does not help you get to, into right. the kingdom of mm -hmm. God. What we need to be is like children, mm -hmm. like what we just saw, mm -hmm. where you're not relying on anything else mm -hmm. but Jesus right. himself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, that's that's good. So then he, it, then the disciples are like, "Oh man, yeah. this is hey, this is tough, Jesus." Uh -huh. So, uh, any other kind of thoughts about their their response? Yeah, I, I think the disciples' response here is is going to go straight into this next piece of text that we're going to kind of get yeah. from James and John, mm -hmm. kind of this, their lack of understanding of what it actually means to be a follower of Christ. They've been doing it for three years to this point, but yeah. I don't, they don't understand completely. Yeah. So, and I think we all, we, we hear something like it's the eye of a needle and a camel. Like right. it's like, that's impossible right. then. Right. And I think that's what Jesus wants us to see. If we try to do it on our own, it's impossible. Exactly. We can't. Mm -hmm. and, and that's that's just mm -hmm. it. But you need to have that knowledge mm -hmm. to be able to know, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, it is fully Jesus. It right. is only by his grace mm -hmm. that we are saved. Mm -hmm. And um, but it's it's we're just so right. bent at right. trying right. to accomplish things that it, it's hard for yeah. us to have that humility. Right. Where does your dependency lie? Mm -hmm. If it lies in your money, if it lies in your work, if it lies in whatever, Jesus is calling you to abandon that yeah. and and yeah. place that in him. So mm -hmm. And Peter even says, we've given a lot right. of things up. Yeah. And, and Jesus offers some reassurance here. Yeah. And maybe that's for everybody, you know, those times that you have really sacrificed, mm -hmm. you know, but th there is a little reassurance there that, hey, yeah. all these things that you give up mm -hmm. on the other and in, in, in eternity mm -hmm. or maybe mm -hmm. even in some ways here and now are are replaced a hundredfold. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, and so, yeah, he just kind of provides provides them some, some yeah. encouragement. I feel like Peter is always needing a little bit of extra yeah. encouragement. Yeah. I feel like for me, when I when I read that text and, and Peter, he, hey, man, we we left everything to follow. To follow you like mm -hmm. what what is what's going to be our reward yep and jesus you know he he encourages him there so 
Yep, they're always thinking about themselves. Yep. So we'll see always, that a little yeah. more here in a little bit. Always. So, uh, yeah, let's keep going. So this next time we see uh, a few more verses. I'll let you kind of summarize what we see in verses 32 right. to 34. So we get the third prediction of Jesus's death, and mm -hmm. we get some new things here in this prediction, right? Uh, the first thing we see here is that it must take place in Jerusalem, which is okay. different than maybe what we've seen before. The second, it says he will be betrayed, which we read in the last chapter that he will be betrayed. Okay. Um, the third, that the teachers of the law are going to be actually responsible for his death, which don't know that we've seen that before. I don't remember exactly, okay. but, um, and then number four, this is a big one delivered to the Gentiles for the death sentence, um, which okay. is super interesting. And then he'll be mocked, flogged and crucified. And then on the third day, arise again. So yeah. very intriguing, lots of good information, um, there from Jesus to his disciples and just trying to reiterate. And then, right. We, right after he says this, the next yep. thing is just insane yep. to me to think about. So. Yep. Yep. We'll see that. Yeah. I think, you know, what you say, he's getting a lot more specific as we get closer to the cross. He's really showing, okay, he's the Messiah, but this is now what it's going to look like. And if you want to follow him, mm -hmm. this is what it's going to look like. Right. And so, yeah, you can almost just feel the, the tension. I think it says at the beginning of that section that, you know, when they are headed to Jerusalem, the disciples were astonished at those others that were following him, that they were, they were afraid. I mean, right. they knew something bad was coming. And, uh, and so you see, since that tensions are rising. So mm -hmm. yeah, let's go ahead and keep, do you want to read, read yeah, this one? I can read it up. My, my version might be a little bit different, oh, but we'll good. go with it. Uh, so in verse 35, James and John, the sons of Zebedee approached him and said, teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked them. They answered him, allow us to sit at your right and your left in glory. And Jesus said to them, you don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We are able, they told him. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and you will be baptized with the baptized, baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not mine to give. Instead, it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the 10 disciples heard this, they began to be indignant with James and John. Jesus called them over and said to them, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in high positions act as tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you will be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you will be slave to all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Okay. Whew. Yeah, that's a, that's a, good, a good passage there. So, just again, right off the context, Jesus has just said, all these horrible things are going to happen mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like James and John are like, okay, yeah, but hey, who's going to, you know, what's right. my, what's right. my position when this is all said and done? Yeah. Are you, you know, uh -huh. it's like, are you uh -huh. listening? Right, right. You know, yeah. so anyway, like a, literally like a kid, I yes, mean, like, yes. like, like uh -huh. a child, yeah. they're asking for the wrong thing in this moment. So uh -huh. yeah. yeah, I, I really struggle with this passage. I, I think a lot of times as a, whether it's as a pastor or just as a Christian and through my study, I, I, often, I do get really frustrated with James and John, but also mm -hmm. just the disciples themselves. And I feel like I, I have to take myself out of that because I feel like, I mean, I'm no different than them. I feel like I, I probably would have responded the same way, but I just begin to get frustrated because Jesus just told them he's about to go to the cross mm -hmm. and they're once again worried about their stature. Yeah. And like the humility and the love of Jesus 
to not lose his mind on them to me is baffling. Yeah. I'm going to die. Yeah, Jesus, can can we be at your right and at your left? Can we be uh can we be brought into glory with you? Mm-hmm. We're gonna ask you first before the other disciples have the opportunity. Like that that blows my mind that that was what was on their mind rather than whoa, 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 Jesus, you're gonna do what? You're gonna go die, you're gonna be you're gonna raise from the dead. What? Uh, yeah. Just so just confusion for me is just mm-hmm. as a two thousand years later, the f- I just get frustrated when I look at this text. So Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure for Jesus he's but right. I think it's because right. right. there, there have been some times before that he, you know, we even see it's like, oh, he gave a really great sigh. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because of, you know, this. But then also, mm-hmm. you know, he knows what's coming. And so right. I wonder if there are any thoughts in his mind, like, man, are these guys really ready? Mm-hmm. You know, because it right. just doesn't seem like mm-hmm. they, they really are. Um, yeah. So he goes on to say, you know, can you drink the cup that I drink? I mean, but they say they can't. I just don't think they really mm-hmm. realize what's what's coming. What for that them. means. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then Jesus begins to teach. He uses this as a teachable moment because they, again, are misunderstanding. So Jesus is going to correct their thinking, which I think is just some really good reminders for mm-hmm. us. And and really this this verse specifically, verse 45, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life mm-hmm. as a ransom for many. Right. Many people say this is like the heart of Mark's gospel. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you have each gospel. They all highlight different aspects of Jesus. Mark is known for highlighting the servant nature of Jesus. Right. And so we've seen him revealing that he's God, but yet now revealing what that means mm-hmm. for him, that right. this God is, he serves and loves and, and right. is in sacrifices. Yeah. And, um, but they're still just not quite getting it. Right. But yeah, he tells them, you know, look at, Look at the way people lead around you. Look at the Gentiles. I mean, their leaders care about power. They care about position. Mm-hmm. But in my kingdom, that is not the, right. those are not the rules. Mm-hmm. It's all about submitting to others mm-hmm. and giving yourself up for others. And I think, man, we still struggle with that right. today. I mean, I think even in, in the church, we mm-hmm. struggle with that right. too. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, it's so interesting that Jesus, he gives them an answer. Mm-hmm. And he promises them persecution, not position. Yeah. And like you said, I feel like James and John are like, oh, Okay, yeah, that's not what I really wanted here, but I, I guess we'll go. And I think later on when it when it kind of talks, right before he talks about, you know, the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve, and the disciples, it says they're indignant. And first off, you're like, oh, they're just, they're mad at James and John. Why would they ask that question? No, I, I think it's because they wanted to be first. Like, yeah. they wanted to be. And so Jesus, once again, is having to reiterate, the Son of Man came to serve. And if you're my my disciple, you will do the same. And just that reiteration, I think, is so, so good. So. Yep, and we're seeing it now regularly in this chapter that, you know, the road to the kingdom, it's paved with sacrifice right. and it's mm-hmm. paved with humility. Right. And, and so, yep. yep. All right, so then we finish things up. We can kind of just summarize this. We have one more yeah. healing. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think it's important to note we have this guy named Bartimaeus is right. his name. And uh, so Jesus is in Jericho, mm-hmm. and this is not far from Jerusalem now. Right. We're making our way there, but We're it's close. at like the foot of the hill. Mm-hmm. So from here on out, he's headed uphill mm-hmm. to Jerusalem, uh, both literally and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. metaphorically. Right. Um, and so, but there is this one last guy that is, he's on the roadside, he's mm-hmm. begging, and I mean, mm-hmm. he's just giving all he has yes. to try to get Jesus' yes. attention, even though people are like, oh, mm-hmm. be quiet. Right. Um, and Jesus finally comes to him. He says, cheer up on your feet. Uh, he's call- Oh, these are the people. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Um, and then uh, he tells Jesus he wants to see. 
And then Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Mm -hmm. And immediately he follows him. Right. Um, so any just thoughts on that before we conclude things? Yeah. So we kind of talked about it earlier that this is very symbolic of kind of a moment, right? Because the very first thing that we're going to see next is a triumphal entry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what we see here is a kind of the symbol symbolism of the understanding of K. We're closing out the chapter of what he did in the past. He mm -hmm. healed. Um, he had, he allowed people to follow him. Um, it looks toward, it looks forward to kind of Jerusalem's blindness. Um, you see the blind beggar he sees yet it, yet Israel's leaders are blind to kind of what Jesus is trying to do, what Jesus is trying to show. Um, and that this man is is doing all he can to be healed by Jesus. And yet in the next few days, Jesus is going to be crucified. Um, and I, I just wonder what it would look like, right? What would, what, what would you imagine is the kind of stance of this man who is healed? And then seven days later, maybe, he's going to watch Jesus be yeah. crucified. Yeah. So it's just interesting to think yeah. about. And not having seen before. And right. That's what you, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I think you're early vision for yeah. him. Like that's the, one of the first things he will ever have seen. Yeah. And that's, ugh. yeah, no, I think you're right. I think a lot of times the miracles that gospel writers include teach us more than just what it is. And I think this is one of those where we've seen all along, what is it what does it mean to be saved? Mm -hmm. And what does it take to be saved? We've, we've heard it in the parables. We've seen it in, you know, other miracles. Right. We've, we've seen it in ways that people responded. And here's one last, one last story before we get to the cross that is just very clear. You know, Jesus gives him sight. Jesus gives us sight. Mm -hmm. and, and it, but it's because this man fully relied on him. You compare mm -hmm. him to this rich guy mm -hmm. just a few, right. you know, words before. Mm -hmm who was struggling with putting his full faith in him. Right. This guy has his full faith in him. Right. And so Jesus grants him his sight and that's what makes mm -hmm. him a follower. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think it's definitely a, a teaching for, for us. Yeah. And, and then so we start chapter 11 with the right. triumphal entry. Right. We just finished Easter and now mm -hmm. we're, we're back at it. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, so as we close things out, what would you say for you as you look at this chapter as a, as a prove it moment for you, which yeah. is, you know, something we look at that we can just easily apply as, as you read through. Yeah, I, I go right back to, to the sons of Zebedee with James and John. Mm -hmm. I, um, I, I, I feel that Jesus is really trying to show us and was trying to show his disciples that the pathway to greatness, the pathway to inheriting the kingdom of God is, is not through rank. It's actually mm -hmm. through a towel in a basin and mm -hmm. it's through servanthood and it's through uh, getting on your, your hands and knees and, and serving your, your neighbor. Uh, and that is not desirable. Yeah. Instead, it's what is required of you if you're going to be my disciple. I, I thinking about the resurrection, thinking about the cross, and Jesus knew he would be betrayed. He said it multiple times. He knew that one of the people who who he loved was going to betray him. Yet he still washed that person's feet. Yeah. And so for us as as believers, it's so important for us to remember: rank does not matter. But are you serving? Uh, your brother or sister in Christ. So. Yeah, no, that's great. Yep. And he came not to be served, but right. to serve, right. you know, and that's, so that's it. And then we're his followers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I go back to that, that rich young ruler mm -hmm. and just his questions. And I love the interaction that Jesus has with him. Um, and yeah, we don't know the end of his story. We don't know if he put his faith in right. Jesus, right. but we do know on that day that he lost faith in himself. Mm -hmm. And that's the first step. Mm -hmm. That's the first step for all of us. And I think even in those moments when we're tempted to mm -hmm. rely more on ourselves than others, it's right. good to remember what did it take for you to find Jesus in the first place? And it means that we 
quit trusting in yeah. ourselves and we trust fully in him. That's so good. Um, so anyway. All right. Well, thanks again for the discussion today. Yeah. And we're going to be back next week, chapter 11. And like we said, we're going to start the Passion Week. And uh, hopefully you'll continue to join us, continue to read along with us. And as always, if you have any questions from anything that we've read, feel mm -hmm. free to post in the comments or send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, otherwise, have a good rest of your week and we'll see you next week.